0: Welcome to the Kumbaya podcast, the whole woman's resource. I am Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who is passionate about prevention and supporting women along their holistic health journey. Today I am speaking with Gigi Miller, who is the owner and professional organizer of Vision Organizing in Atlanta, Georgia. We talk about all the things Gigi helps her clients with, from organizing their home space, their workspace, their systems, and their lives. She works with clients young and old to prioritize their goals and their time in order to increase productivity, decrease their stress, and improve their health. Gigi walks us through some great tips and recommendations she usually makes when considering how to organize and manage our children's areas. She shows us that there is hope for maintaining some order while allowing our kids the freedom to create and play in their space. This was such a fun and eye-opening conversation for me, and I am so excited to share this information with you all. Visit me at kumbayalpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes and links to Gigi's resources. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Gigi. Thank you so much for joining me on the Kumbayal Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: I am too. Thank you for having me.
0: How about we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your background. I'd love to hear how you became a professional organizer.
1: Yes. So I, um, I started off my career in entertainment production. And a lot of that was being efficient. Budget had to be, you know, on time, we had a there were so many details that you had to put together when you had to do a shoot. And I loved that part of it. I loved creating that efficiency. I loved creating that system. And I loved like putting together all those details. So when we decided to move back east um, to Atlanta, I had a time period where I could kind of figure out what that next step was. And I always loved organizing. Even as a kid, I would go to my dad's like office and organize his files and color code everything. And I just, it always like brought me peace of mind, and I loved it. And it. About 10 years ago, people were just starting to talk about organizing, not the way it's in um, the public today. I think people are much more aware of it. But at that time, it was very new. And I didn't know really if I could make a you know living from it. But I found out there was a National Association of um, Professional Organizers. And I went to their website and they had a local Atlanta chapter. So I went to a meeting and I just had this like like aha moment. Like I have found my people. Like they're speaking my language and I thought, "Okay, maybe this is possible. This is going to be my second stage in life and I want to make this happen." Yeah. So I just started, you know, I called like everyone I met at that meeting. And I was like, "Hey, I'm interested in doing this. Can I like follow you around? Can I be your intern and And really, a lot of it came from that hands-on experience. And then I started taking classes through NAPO and going to conferences and just really getting involved in the chapter. And, you know, over the time period over the past 10 years, I've been on the board uh, multiple times. And um, really, you know, because when you're independent, you don't have a support system on a daily basis when you're running your own business. So... I had this great support system. This is where I learned from. When I had issues or problems, I would call one of my colleagues and say, hey, you know, how would you handle this? And so a lot of the business part I learned kind of on the go, but the skill set was there, but it was also very interesting organizing for other people, not mm. just yourself. So I had to learn a lot. I had to practice patience and you know, I'll kind of talk about that later, but it's very different when it's other people's stuff. So so that's how I got into it. And it's been, I'm going on my 11th year of being in business. That's awesome. And nice. I feel very lucky.
0: So exciting. And I can totally understand what you're saying about, it's almost those like interpersonal skills of how... You know, you know what you know, but then it's how do you broach that subject gently and and tell people you need to throw out a lot of crap. Yeah, I, I can I can see that can be hard.
1: It's a very very personal process, and for people to allow you into their homes mm-hmm. and to look at things that you know they may be embarrassed by, it's a huge responsibility. So yes. I don't take that lightly, and I I you know. I try to walk in and I'm not judgmental because that's the first thing people say to me like, just don't judge me. And I'm not. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as a situation where I can step in and help somebody and, you know, hopefully bring some peace of mind to them. Yeah. And that non judgmental.
0: Attitude is huge because I, that's immediately the first thing that I thought of like, oh my gosh, you have, everyone has those nooks and crannies or at Mm -hmm. least drawers in their
1: house. Everyone's got
0: that junk drawer (laughs) or that junk closet. Yes. Or like
1: the whole basement, hey? (laughs) Yes, exactly. So it's a very personal process. And, um, but you know, if they're making that call or they're saying, Hey, I need help. That's, that's the first step.
0: Yeah. That's courage. I think. Mm -hmm. What about your work? Are you most passionate?
1: You know, I think a lot of it comes from just helping others. And I feel like there's so many benefits to being organized. I love showing my clients that their lives don't need to feel stressed every day. They don't mm-hmm. have to feel completely overwhelmed. They can say no sometimes. Um, you know, a few simple changes can make such a huge impact on their day their health their money um their family so it doesn't have to be this entire life change a few simple changes and that's what i always stress to people that this is a process let's start small what are some things we could change today Hmm. that can make a positive impact on your life yes And that's what I'm passionate about is because it is possible.
0: Yes. And making it doable. And making
1: it doable. Exactly. Just a few, few changes. So what types of things
0: can you help people with? Let's dive into that. Um, You talked about, you know, your background in entertainment production Mm -hmm. and and efficiency and systems. And I know you work with businesses as well as individuals. So if you could give us some examples of your um, various clients or maybe Mm -hmm. some situations, that would be fantastic.
1: Sure. So basically, I work with clients, and I help them organize their homes, I help them manage their time, and I also help them become more productive. And that could be working with a business or working with a stay-at-home mom that's juggling three different kids' schedules. So whatever it is, is that same skill set. So a couple of examples, um, creating a functional kitchen. Is huge, especially the pantry. So, a lot of people spend all day in the kitchen, (laughs) whether they're like making, prepping a meal or making a meal or cleaning up. So, creating function for my clients is really important. If I don't want them spending all day in there, I want them to know exactly what they have, Mm -hmm. where it is, and where it goes. And so, you know, that is very important. And really just creating functional spaces all over the house. But the kitchen is very key. Uh, Bedrooms, closets are very key. And bathrooms. This is where you get ready in the morning. If it's not set up and it's not efficient, you're constantly going to be running late. And then that causes stress. And then that throws off your whole day. Mm -hmm. So just creating function and efficiency in the home. Um, Another thing I do with clients is work with them on managing their time. We are all completely overwhelmed. Our schedules are cluttered. We say yes to everything. It's really hard. We have a lot on our plates. And so helping clients really figure out their priorities so they can better make choices on how they spend their time. I can't give them more time, Mm -hmm. but I can help them prioritize. Mm -hmm. And that's really important, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, or a CEO of a company. We all have the same struggles with time. And then lastly, I do a lot of workshops. And we were discussing earlier, how do you you show others the benefits um, if you're not working one-on-one with them? And I found that through my workshops, I could share the tools, I can share that passion. And if people walk away with like one tip... I'm happy. So I love sharing that all the you know the knowledge that I have just from the classes I'm taking, um, the examples and client cases and so it's really fun to do that through workshops. That's nice. And then if someone doesn't have the courage to <laughs> let you in their home, yeah, yes. they
0: could kind of warm up to that and and try it on for themselves and see how effective they can be on their own mm-hmm. you know and then maybe they that helps them realize, okay, I really would just be a lot more efficient if I just had her in here with me and exactly it all together. And
1: they may be able to do something on their own, you know, maybe they just needed someone to kind of walk them through the steps and say, Okay, make sure here's step one, step two, step three, create a support system, and see how it goes. And then if you need help, there are professionals out there that you can work with. This is so awesome. I hope I'm inspiring you to go home and declutter uh, something. For sure.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. So can you describe to us your Mm -hmm. philosophy? So I'd love to hear about, uh, you know, you tell us why it's beneficial Mm -hmm. to have our life organized, whether that's our space, um, our
1: stuff, our time. Yes. So, you know, everyone has their own journey. And I want to be there. Without judgment, to help my clients on this journey. And a lot of times it's kind of taking a step back, looking at the space, looking at your schedule, and saying, okay, what are my priorities here? Because I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And then setting some goals and starting there. So I always tell them, we can set like you know 10 different goals we're not going to accomplish all of them maybe in a year but that's okay we're going to take one at a time but it's clearly defining what is important to you and taking it from there and you know there's no each client is different each space is different everyone's life is different it has to be customized it has to work for them mm-hmm. what works for me may not work for you know a client who has 3 kids and runs a business so really taking into consideration that each person has their own, you know, challenges and really customizing it and helping them create that function in those systems to help them get through the day. Yeah. And that's really important. And it could be anything from I want to park my gar- you know, car in the garage to I really want help with changing some of my habits. And maybe that's spending, and maybe that's because they can't find something, so they go out and buy it again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, each client's gonna have their own goals. So it's my job to kind of help them not only set them, but reach them.
0: Yes, that's what we all need. And I just had an idea when you were saying that, like setting priorities, having goals, really getting to the root of what's important for us mm-hmm. and, and kind of working around that, you know, what each person's reality is do you ever work with teenagers i'm thinking like we should be teaching this to
1: our kids i yes so funny enough um i do i've taught i created a curriculum and um it's like um it's like a semester course and i taught it at a private school here in atlanta and it was for fourth graders oh great and
0: so what age is that do you know
1: so they were like um eight maybe okay. eight okay. and it was so fascinating because you know I kind of went in thinking they probably don't really know that much about organizing yeah they did they have a lot to share nice. <laughs> and how it makes them anxious mm-hmm. and how you know if they walk into their room and there's stuff laying around they you know it just causes like A lot of them kept saying they felt anxious and feeling overwhelmed by their schoolwork and homework and kind of, you know, not knowing where to start. And procrastination was a big thing that we dealt with. Wow. Um, And were they in touch
0: with it? They were procrastinating because? They
1: they didn't know why they were doing it. So we kind of figured out why. Mm -hmm. And the parents were involved. You know, they had homework assignments each week of something that they had to do and sometimes it involved doing it with their parents, and sometimes it involved doing it on their own. Um, so really, so what they realize it's really important to teach them at a young age yes. how clutter can affect you, how managing your time and your space is really important. And then, and then the kind of that kind of snowballed into, hey, can you create something for junior high and something for high school kids that are nice. going off to college? So. Um, I mean, kids today going to college, I, I don't remember having this much on my plate. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm always amazed, like how many activities and how much pressure they're under to yes. get into the right college. And they just have so much going on. Yes. And, you know, again, kind of taking a step back mm-hmm. and looking at priorities. Yeah. What's important? What are my goals? what can I take off my plate? Yes, And you know, that's a process and it's also something that involves the whole family. So um, I still Skype with some of my clients that are in college. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and they'll show me their room or their, you know, tell yeah. me a little bit about like their schedule and yeah. not over committing and saying yes to like every social thing. Yes. And so, um, you know, I hope that I can make a difference you know, from kids. And even when I do playrooms, I like to involve children. So even like two or three year olds, yeah. you know, you want their thought, you want to, you want them to kind of take ownership of that space. Mm-hmm. And so if they're involved in the process, it's very important. So it's for any age. <laughs> That's incredible.
0: I didn't even think about that, but that and instantly I went to high school, but I agree the the younger you can start. the yes. Yeah. And it, it's kind of sad to hear that they're, aware that they're anxious and overwhelmed with homework and stuff, even at that age. But but it sounds like they, they get the concepts and they understand and they, I think that's amazing starting that young.
1: Oh yeah. I mean the first, on the first day we, you know, we work on backpacks and so, and that says a lot about, who you are yeah <laughs> right like what you're that's like your. Do you mobile, have to pack every that's single like your thing mobile you office could possibly yeah or do you yes. just one thing and exactly you forget everything? Yeah. exactly do you clean it out do you have what you need in there are you constantly forgetting things so you know as an adult you don't want that to be your briefcase you know yeah. you want to learn early on you know, creating those positive routines. And mm-hmm. so it, it, you know, it starts with the backpack.
0: Yeah. Well, and bringing that intention, I think, to our space and to what we carry with us, mm-hmm. all that are really good lessons to learn. And like mm-hmm. you said, with not overcommitting. Yes. And I think especially for younger kids, because that then leads into the question of, Why are we saying yes to so many things? Is it to please someone else? Is it to fit in with that crowd? Is it really coming from an authentic decision within ourselves that Mm -hmm. that brings us joy? And I think that is so empowering to start at a young age and have those skills as they get older. Mm -hmm. But even if we didn't get that as fourth graders, you know, I mean, I think it's incredible what you do to work with older people. Well, and
1: it's, you know, it's having that confidence to say no and be okay with it. I mean... I I work with adults that have a really difficult time saying no. Mm-hmm. And you know, unless you're unless you're taking ownership and saying, "This is my schedule, this is my life. Where does this fit in mm-hmm. the bigger picture?" Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit, then it might be time to start saying no to some things, you right. know, that are not really helping you reach those goals. Right. And when we could all you know i think we all struggle with that right right and i think we can get so bogged down mentally
0: or physically with our stuff and our schedules that you know we may not even have the time or the space to think about what are our goals what Mm -hmm. do we want we just kind of stay on this hamster wheel constantly yeah so i think that allows us even to get back to what do we want what do we you know
1: and just having the energy Mm -hmm. and you know if you're constantly putting out fires or you're you know you're a slave to your email and other people's you know requests uh, request you're not taking control of your life and yeah. unless you take that time to kind of plan and and think through like what are what's the big picture here totally. you're just gonna it's you're on that hamster wheel yeah yeah yep
0: So let's get into a little more about what the process looks like. So Mm
1: -hmm. what can a person expect when they work with
0: you? How does that look?
1: Sure. So I typically start off with a phone consultation, um, especially if I don't know the person, if it was like a referral. And, um, you know, ahead of time, I'll send an email and say, Hey, here's my website. Here's where you can learn about me. And then we'll set up like a 20 minute phone call. And during that phone call, I'll conduct an assessment and just for me to kind of get an idea of what are their expectations, you know, and, um, am I, am I the right fit? And so we'll kind of talk through what projects they want to work on. What is their deadline? What is their time frame Like, like how much time can they commit to me? Um, so we'll kind of talk through all that first and then we'll set up an onsite consultation if they want to, if not, they usually send me pictures. Okay. So just depending on the person's schedule. And, um, so again, just looking at the space, um, and just getting that visual is really important. And it allows me to kind of create that plan and then tackle it from there. And, um, it has to, you know, one room at a time. Yes. It's very, you know, sometimes I'll get there and they're like, I want to do, I want to change everything. I'm like, Okay, well, what's the most important thing to you? And it sometimes it's the closet. Sometimes it's um, the paper coming in, like the mail or their kid's artwork or something. Mm-hmm. So really helping them prioritize their projects and then kind of creating that plan of, okay, we're going to meet once a month or – we're just going to tackle this project and see how it goes and see, you know, what skills can I transfer to you that maybe you can handle the next one on your own. And I'm always here if you need me. Right. So everyone, you know, everyone gets something different out of it. Some mm-hmm. people need a lot of handholding and accountability and others just, you know, kind of need that extra set of eyes on something to see it differently.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. See so even the options. Yeah. See the options. How could you do this
0: differently? How could you be more organized with that space or that system?
1: Yeah. Or like, you know, just space design of a room. I mean, if you changed a few couple, you know, if you replace some of the furniture with more functional furniture, that could change everything in a room. So yeah, just kind of looking at it from a different perspective is really important. And sometimes you need someone that's not also living in the house with you mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> a objective like kind of distance yeah, yeah so exactly so a lot of times you just need that you know person to kind of come from the outside and look at a space with you know who the people that live there whether it's a husband and wife or you know roommates or whoever but just, you know, a different perspective is sometimes needed. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I like that you're flexible. And again, it kind of goes back to your philosophy of meeting people where they're at and mm-hmm. with their own reality that there are going to be those people that need you there, you know, every weekend or the whole weekend for one mm-hmm. project. But other people's just like, you know, teach me a little bit,
1: come in, let's chat, and then I'll check back in a month
0: and then we'll yes. you know, have a little more, you know, spread out schedule maybe.
1: Absolutely. It's very different. It's different with all, a lot of clients. So it is about just customizing it for them, what works for them. You know, some people travel all the time for work and they just don't have the time commitment. So we meet less. But when we do meet, it's for longer periods. Mm-hmm. And we may check in um, via email or phone calls instead. So just providing that support, how whatever it looks like, that fits for the client.
0: That's awesome. So I'd like to actually think of a situation mm-hmm. and... Um, let's have you kind of talk us through some tips or ways to Mm -hmm. help in this case okay so how about um, children's spaces yes so specifically young kids whether it's their um, toy or play area or a space in which they kind of craft things or have Mm -hmm. art projects what would you say or recommend and is there any hope mm-hmm. <laughs> for allowing our kids <laughs> to have access to their supplies, but, you know, and options for their creative outlets, but without killing ourselves with the cleanup?
1: Yes, there is hope. Yes, that's a good news. So first thing, you really need to take a step back and look at the space from your child's point of view. That's the most important step. Because if it's not a space that's happy and colorful and, The furniture isn't the right size and they can't access things because they're, you know, high on the shelf or they're stuffed in a closet. That's just not going to work. It needs to be a space that your children can be creative and they know where things are. And, you know, kids like order. They like putting things back where they belong. They don't like clutter. Um, If you visit your child at school I'm sure most cases they have their little cubby holes, and you know during playtime they may take things out and play with them. But what happens next? The teacher hasn't put everything back, so it's not like they haven't seen the system working. Mm, they true. just sometimes, you know, when they get home, it's not implemented there.
0: Right.
1: So it, it's really important to kind of take what they're doing at school and taking it home and and practicing the same kinds of things that they do at school. So. Looking at it from your child's perspective, I like to create zones for kids, much like a classroom. You can have a play zone. Mm -hmm. So in that zone, you can have all the toys that they would play with. Then you can create a game or puzzle zone. And that's where the games and puzzles live. And maybe there's a table there. And, then, and again, this doesn't have to be a huge space. You're just right. kind of creating, you're creating your categories. Mm. And then another zone could be arts and crafts. And this is where the supplies live. And it could be like a little cart. And it has all the things that they need to access to be creative. Now, there's always going to be those things that you only want to bring down if you're with them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Those are the things that can live up high. But the things that they can access on their own have them in a place where they can get to them. And it's important to talk about cleanup time. Mm. And it's really important to make it a routine. So not leaving the room a mess and to kind of make sure like if you're if you are saying, okay, we've got maybe like an hour and a half until dinner time. We're going to just kind of play and do things in here. Make sure you set aside like 15 minutes for cleanup mm-hmm. and do it with your kid. Mm-hmm. But you should not be the one cleaning up every night. <laughs> right. And I think that's <laughs> easy to get them. into that, yes. that trap.
0: And it sounds like you're saying that consistency of it's consistency. holding them accountable mm-hmm. and, and just making mm-hmm. them do it. You know, or It's I'm part hoping, of the remember, process. Right? It's
1: part of the play process. We take mm-hmm. things out. We play with them. We put them back. And you can um, do a couple things. You can turn on music. You can have, like, a cleanup dance song oh, or something playing. Idea. Yeah. Um, you can create reward systems. Um, labeling is really important. It's, I think, important to label, even if your child doesn't read yet. You mm-hmm. can, you know, take a picture, or there's a ton of things on Etsy where you can create, buy labels of, you know, here's what a Lego looks like, here's what a car looks like, and put the picture as well as the words. Oh, great. And, um. You know, make it also a learning experience. Right. So, you really can create a space that is creative and fun, but they're also learning these life skills. Yes. That is very important. You know, something mobile, if you don't have a lot of space that you can bring out to the kitchen, if you are preparing dinner and you want to give her an activity, that's something she can take with her, mm-hmm. but then she knows where it lives. Right. So it's okay to remove the items, but make sure they go back to where they are. Yes.
0: Even having um, a, a place where things live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this little ladybug that she rides around the house. Sometimes it's in the hallway when we go to bed. Sometimes it's in the living room. Sometimes it's in her bedroom. So, that just gave me the idea that we really should just determine where its bed is. And at night, we yes. put it away.
1: I mean, you create a <laughs> parking so simple, spot, but, but right. create a parking spot for it. Mm-hmm. Cut a little picture out and put it where the parking spot is. And oh. now she knows like where it goes every yeah, night. So- it's like, how many times do we lose our keys? Right. You know, there's a bowl. That's where the keys go. <laughs> you will not lose your keys. Right. So teaching them again, just kind of. You know, things have homes and making sure at the end of the day that everything is back where it is. Yeah, that'll teach. And especially as I get older, when she has like a backpack and she has to put like homework assignments and make sure they're in the backpack. Mm -hmm. Those routines, the earlier you start doing them the easier it's going to be for them when things get a little more complicated.
0: I can totally see that. It, it makes such sense. And mm-hmm. it sounds so simple, but I know half of the things you
1: recommended, it, I'm not doing it's so. Not, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's. that's when I was saying a couple, a few changes. Yeah. Like if you went home and did that today, mm-hmm. that's a huge step. And it was I, just like one simple change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's really, it's and make it fun. Like you don't want it to be this like, oh, it's time to organize. Right. You know, like, you want them to be excited. So turn on the music, do it as a family. If they see you putting away things too, mm-hmm. that's a great learning lesson. Yeah.
0: And I've been good with that. We definitely have sung the cleanup song and mm-hmm. and I help her so we do it and we'll say and I'll ask her which ones do you want to pick up and she'll do the blocks and I do mm-hmm. the puzzle pieces or whatever it is. But um and I think involving them I can just see that's mm-hmm. a way to get more buy-in. I mean, it for is. me asking her, where does the ladybug want to sleep at night? Where's his parking spot? Absolutely. Well, you know, if she gets to decide that and I'm okay with it, you know, yes. we mutually agree. I think
1: that's, that's going to be huge versus yes. me saying it has to go here and just being the dictator. Or yeah, or just show her where everything is. Have her be, the ki- kids want to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. And um, especially when it comes to understanding clutter and when it's time to maybe, you have too many toys let's talk about this like which ones are your favorites Mm -hmm. and which ones can we maybe give to someone else and Mm -hmm. have her be part of that whole donating experience Mm -hmm. and um you know every time you go to target you don't need to get a new toy and and understanding that you know it's to value what you have and really enjoy and play with what you have i mean Mm -hmm. There have been so many times when I've done a playroom and kids will be like, oh, my gosh, I've been looking for that. I didn't know we had it. And yeah. I would play with it every day. And, you know, so identifying like what it is they enjoy doing. because that changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm
1: hmm. So do you have any resources that you like to share with your clients that you could share with our listeners? I do. I mean, I try to because I've constantly been asked, like, what's your favorite product? What's your favorite app? How do you keep a family schedule? You know, so I um, I have a blog and I have a Facebook page, a Twitter page, a Pinterest page. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Great. <laughs> and um, I really try to... um, You know, as soon as like I learn about new products or any kind of resources, especially for parents, they go on my social media or uh, as a blog post. And then for LinkedIn is where I kind of focus more on business clients. So anything to do with like managing their time or paper or um you know any kind of efficiency software i try to focus on that on linkedin okay um but there's a lot of great products out there that don't cost a lot of money Good, and sometimes it's about what ha- what do you have in your house that you could utilize you don't need to go to an expensive store and buy like a million containers like mm-hmm. you may have things at home that you can repurpose and so, you know, before we make that shopping list with clients, I'm like, let's look around and see what you have, what can we repurpose. Right. And then really focus if you have too much, it's just it fills up with more stuff. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> simplifying, yes. simplifying. It's, you know, everyone's always saying, I don't have enough space. Mm, you have too much stuff yeah exactly (laughs) it's not about the space you have too much stuff we all have too much stuff everybody does so um so yeah I do like to highlight favorite products and services um and through workshops too and um you know another thing we didn't really touch on was art it just comes in every day and it feels so important that day. So there's a lot of great things that you can do with kids art, Mm. um, that are fun. And so, yes, I, I try to come up with solutions as much as I can for all the challenges that we face every day. Amazing.
0: So blog, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yes. The main ones. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm.
1: And Facebook. It's all on my website. Okay. So if people go to my website, um, www.visionorganizing.com you can connect with me on social media. Great. What inspires you? My clients. I think I learn something new every day and it's really it's it's pretty amazing that these people like trust me to come into their home and I'm a part of this process with them and you become I mean you know, you're, you're invested in these people's lives and you want to see them succeed. And it brings me joy when they do, when they do meet their goals. And, you know, and I also want to be there when they're struggling. And so to be, you know, sometimes they just need a couple words of encouragement that they can do this. And Mm. it is possible to make these changes. Mm. They inspire me. It's why I do what I do.
0: Yeah. Do you ever, um, Work with people in other places. I'm thinking mm-hmm. now with Skype and all that. Yes, I mean, okay, especially if people will, will benefit just
1: from a workshop. It makes sense that yes,
0: they could be you know geographically far away from you and still benefit from.
1: Yes, I do. Actually, I actually have a few Skype clients. Mm-hmm. Um, some are clients that lived in Atlanta and then moved, but we still work together. Mm-hmm. And Skype or FaceTime is great mm-hmm. because I can. You know, physically see the space, mm-hmm. so it's not just talking over the phone and saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to do today." I do have some clients where it's more of coaching, mm-hmm. and um, we set goals each week, and then I hold them accountable nice so we'll talk the following week and see where they are Mm -hmm. in the goals that we set and if they didn't meet them let's figure out why what stopped them Mm -hmm. so i have a lot of business clients where i will be their productivity coach nice and that's been great especially for me just to have another way to reach out to people right and um you know be be a resource for them Even if I can't physically be there. So, that part of my business has been growing and um, that's been really interesting. And I just earned a certificate in workplace productivity through NAPO. And it's been great because um, I can work with somebody on their email management by sharing a screen and, and kind of reviewing it together. So, yes. I don't have to physically be there. (laughs) That's technology nowadays. (laughs) Yes, it's it's pretty, it's amazing. It's I've embraced it. I thought, you know, I fought it at first because I thought it's not the same if I'm not there. But I realized it, I mean, for some clients it works. Others, it's not going to work. But for a lot of people, depending on what they need help with, Yeah, we can make it happen.
0: I'm so in the same boat because now telehealth is a thing for a PT. And as a pelvic PT, we really like to use our hands and do manual therapy with our patients. And I just have to be okay with the fact that, you know, I can still look and assess people's form and and work on their exercises
1: and just Mm -hmm. coach them. Like you said, just thinking Mm -hmm. about wellness so. Yeah, it is amazing because it's very hands like I feel like what I do is very hands on right. and it's very physical. Mm-hmm. So it's you know that making that shift like the past like five six years has been really interesting. So yeah. keeps us on our toes <laughs> to learn new technology, which is fun. You know, yeah, that's exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to
0: share with our listeners? Do you have any other parting thoughts or some words of advice?
1: I do. I just you know I want to say start small don't overwhelm yourself. start small, whether it's that junk drawer or you know create putting labels on mm-hmm. um, the different toy bins or reorganizing your pantry so you can see everything. Start small, just pick one project. That's really important. Create a support system. If you you know if you can't work with a professional organizer, maybe talk to a friend that can hold you accountable or just come over there and help you. Like Mm. it's, you know, it's hard to do projects alone. So find a friend or a relative or somebody that can just be your support Mm. and offer guidance, but also accountability is really important. Be kind to yourself. I mean, creating an organized life is a process. So be kind to yourself don't you know i always hear oh i i'm a failure because i can't keep this house organized i feel like i failed as a wife as a mother and i mean that breaks my heart when people say that to me because Mm. you're not a failure life is crazy busy Mm -hmm. and we have a lot on our plates and we all need help sometimes so just be kind to yourself those words matter that Mm. you say out loud And, um, you know, it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes a lot of patience, but the results are so worth it. I mean, who doesn't want to feel healthier, to feel lighter, to feel at peace when they come home? I I mean, you're much more focused, you're happier, you start making better decisions when you don't have all this clutter Mm. weighing you down physically and mentally. Yes. I've seen it happen. Over and over again. <laughs> so yes. I've seen people make these decisions to move forward and start living an organized life and they haven't looked back.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing what you do for with people and especially the tools that you give them, mm-hmm. how you empower them. Whether it is working with you or just teaching them how to do this on their own and mm-hmm. kind of you know be in their support along the way, I think is incredible.
1: Yeah, I want I want to get I want to you know transfer those skills. Um, I look at them as like my partner in this project, and we're in this together. And you know, I'm not around every day, so it has to be something that's doable, has to be manageable for the client because if it's not, they're not going to maintain it. Right. So that is really the important part. And that's why I say start small.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I know you mentioned it before,
0: but let's just review Mm -hmm. about the best ways to contact you or find out more about your business.
1: Um, People can go to my website. It's visionorganizing.com And from there they can email me directly. They can give me a call. They can text me. It's like whatever way you feel comfortable in reaching out, please reach out. Even if it's just for, a phone consultation, you know, again, I start small too. I start yeah. with a phone call. Sometimes people are ready. Sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. And until they're ready, you know, I don't want them to take that step. So mm-hmm. it may be a process for clients to feel like they're ready to do something. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. You yeah. You see that. Good. And so with your workshops, mm-hmm. is that all on the social media? You'll be a lot of people that way.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So we, um, I have a few coming up this this um summer so one on photos and keepsakes and then one on you know kind of clearing the clutter from your life and how that affects your health so we're you know i i love doing the workshops so they are always promoted on my social media
0: great well thank you thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom i really appreciate you sharing with us all that about the the child's the children's space and
1: yes it's so much fun doing a kid's yeah. space. I love it. Yeah. And there's they're just, they appreciate it. Like I love like seeing their faces light up when they know like where things are and they see all their toys and yeah. it's such a, it's it's fun. Yeah, awesome. so I hope you have fun with it.
0: Yeah, I will. <laughs> I have a lot that I can improve, let me tell you.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: thank you again. It was such thank a pleasure.
1: Thank you.